Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is brought to you by Frank Strong's. Brewed like beer, tastes like lemonade. This is the Thinker Girls Pod channel. I'm Stacey June. And I am Christy Mercer. Hello, hello. Welcome to our little... No, um, no, why did I say the word little? Welcome to our pod channel. Yes, uh, we are dropping shows on the reg for you mm. about your lives, our lives and our guest lives. And today is one of those episodes where we will be having a wonderful, inspiring, I don't know, wide open guest. It feels kind of like a jump in the ocean where it's amazing but it also like refreshes your brain. Yes. Because a lot of the stuff that we chat to with Melissa and Brasini about in this episode is stuff that maybe we've been thinking about, potentially covered on podcasts before, but it felt new in some weird way. That's right. I think it did. I think it was interesting to speak to somebody that has really walked the walk that she talks. Yeah. Uh, you may know Melissa from her mega successful book, Mastering Your Inner Mean Girl. Um, she's also the host of the Melissa Ambrosini Show podcast. So she's a, she's a motivational speaker. She's an entrepreneur. And she's kind of looked upon it as our generation's self-help guru in this country. Yeah. She really does it in the most, I guess, admirable and feminine way which I think a lot of girls are catching on to a lot of women are are really following this path but I think she's been on to it totally and we get why she's got a brand new book out that she's just been touring around the country it's called open wide a radically real guide to deep love rocking relationships and soulful sex like if that is not a title that you want to get stuck into I don't know what is and coming up this week she also answers a posse question Talking about jealousy between friends, two girls that have gone single, one into a relationship and how that feels, that'll be up tomorrow. But for now, we have our extended chat with Melissa Ambrosini. Hope you enjoy it. Melissa, it's very lovely to have you in our podcast studio. I'm so excited to be here. I've got a lot of papers in front of me. There's a lot of papers. There's like a crystal glass. Like There's some essential oils. Oh, yes, but you have BYO'd for us. What a beautiful person. Thank you. You BYO'd gifts. I know. You can't go to anyone's house empty-handed. Yeah, Ever. That, but that's such a Swedish thing, isn't it? Well, I, I didn't realize that's not. What, what's have you got a background? Italian. Yeah. Okay, oh, so it's right. a very. My mum's. My parents are very much like that. You never go to anyone's house empty-handed. Yeah, right. Wow. Okay. I don't even really think about it. It's just yes. Yeah, I've watched my mum do it all her life, all my life. So. It's just something nice. Even but, if it's just little, like an oil that I bought you girls. That's lovely. Oh, that's not so little. sweet. Not little. No. I love the little. Like, the older you get, the more, like, the littler. I know this is going to make me sound like such a nana. Go on. But the more joy I get from littler things. Yeah. Like, I remember, we're recording this on Valentine's Day today. Mm-hmm. And, if, and we did a podcast on this a few weeks ago of the week of Valentine's Day, but... I um, remember in past relationships just having this huge expectation of such big 
extraordinary mm. gifts. And I woke up this morning Often to the expensive most stunning things too. Stunning card. I haven't even asked you what the you got end. for V Day. The, the end. <laughs> and we're going to go have a picnic. Because that's all you need. We're yeah. having a picnic too. Are you? Oh my God. Yeah. Double yeah. day picnic. Double day picnics. <laughs> I want to talk to you about your book, obviously, um, Open Wide, which is inc- an incredible title, I think, because. I mean, first, I do think open your legs open wide, which is the interesting thing because I think we are so conditioned to mm, think that. Especially first. as chicks, yeah. I think, do you think guys think well, opening their legs? No. No, because it's more for a woman that you're opening your legs to have sex. But it's not just sex, it's like childbirth. Like, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, there's just all those images that's thrown to us. Obviously, I would imagine it's talking about yourself and your heart. Yes, absolutely. Talking about opening your heart and opening your mind. When you had finished mastering your inner mean girl, was this a, was this kind of a, I don't know, the next step before you'd finished that book? Like, were you already writing this book, or is was there a, a space where then this book kind of created itself after that book? Yeah, I knew there was another book in me, yeah. and I did have a little bit of space before this one came through. But a lot of the inspiration behind writing Open Wide. Um, And the subtitle is A Radically Real Guide to Deep Love, Rocking Relationships and Soulful Sex. And a lot of the inspiration came from my experience with my husband. Mm. So before I met him, I didn't know that there was such a thing as deep and rich and soulful relationships. People don't even know. I know I didn't until a few years ago and I'm 34. Um, what the difference between a clitoral and a vagina orgasm was? Yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't literally until like a couple of I don't know a couple of months ago. Never exp- known the difference between experience. And I both. also mm. didn't realize that the way you get that was from connection, not from doing your pelvic floor muscles. Mm. Totally. <laughs> because you've got to have a deep cervical orgasm. Mm. You've got to be open. You've yeah. got to. But be, from your heart. Yeah. But from your heart, not because to let yeah. someone into your um, chakra, your yeah. sex chakra, yeah. or that sacral area, which is a sacral passage. Yoni means sacred passage. Mm. This is our sacred passage, right? Mm. And to let someone deeply in, we have to be open and we have to trust them. We have to have an open mind, an open heart, and an open sex chakra. Mm. Otherwise, you're not gonna. You're just gonna experience the superficial. Um, surface level clitoral orgasms and there's nothing wrong with that Mm. but if you want to go deeper when you do go deeper you you realise the difference you don't say there's anything wrong with it but you go (laughs) what (laughs) well it's like when you don't when you have nothing to compare it to that's all you have that's all you're going off of so you're like yeah this is that's how I feel in my life I'm like yeah, well, this is pretty good, isn't it? This is yeah. what sex is. This yeah. is what this is what an orgasm feels like. Being with somebody for such a long time, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, wow, there's a big wide world out there. Oh my god! I.e., my own body. Totally, mm. totally, and it's it's so exciting. But we're not taught any of this in school. We're not taught there's all different types of orgasms. We're not taught that we need to be open. And for us to go deep with someone sexually and intimately. There needs to be trust. Mm. There needs to be connection, like heart-to-heart connection. Mm. And you need to feel safe. Otherwise, you're not going to open wide. Do you think you can have that in a more casual basis? Because obviously a lot of the, the reading, and we've both read your book. It's amazing. But a lot of that's obviously drawn on, as you said, your connection, Well, I haven't even got to the sex bit yet. I haven't finished it. The, the relationship. Yeah. But I loved it. Sorry, to, inter- yeah. sorry to interrupt, Miss, because I think that question's incredible. But... 
I wanted to also say I loved that you were like, if you're reading this for amazing sex, there's a bit to go first. Oh, yeah, when you're like, don't rush <laughs> to dessert. Because I think a lot of people yeah, are like, yeah. oh, I want that orgasm, so please give me the instructions how to. But that's the whole problem, right? Yeah, yeah. totally. Because it's really about understanding yourself and your body first Mm. that is so important and we've got to have a beautiful connection with ourselves we've got like for so many years and a lot of women do we berate ourselves we berate Mm. our body Mm. i'm fat i'm ugly ew gross for most of my teen years and all of my 20s Mm. you know and then you get to a point where maybe you have an experience in your life where you're just like no, this is a beautiful vessel that I've been given and I've got to look after it. And like we were talking about before, before we got on yeah, air yeah. about our health. If we don't have our health, we don't have anything. We've got to look after ourselves mm, and we've mm. got to love and appreciate this vehicle that we've been given and treat it with love and respect. We can't expect anyone else, especially a man, mm. to love and respect us if we don't ourselves because we teach people how to treat us. Mm. I want to go back to that question because speaking of a man or a woman, whoever whoever you're into, like do you think that that deep soul connection can be found not just from your one, if you believe in that, or your, your husband or your the person that you're in love with? Can it be found in more kind of casual setups provided that there's that trust there? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, because I have deep soulful connections with my girlfriends. I have deep soulful connections with other people in my life. Mm. But I think you've got to always look at the intent behind it. Like if you are starting to date someone and it is purely for a casual connection and you know it's not going to go anywhere, both of you have that intention. So you're not ever really going to go to the depths that you know is within you because you're going to protect yourself. Mm. You know, and Mm. when I got with my husband, I literally cracked open wide. Like, was there a moment? Do you actually remember like a singular moment, or just kind of over time? And also off that, was it not pretty? Because for me, a lot of I'm in my first year of my mega relationship. I'm engaged now. It just all happened, and everything fell very right. It just was un. I couldn't find the words. It just Mm. was all feeling, but. There's been a lot of hard work that's gone into being that open. And every and from the outside, everyone's going, oh, my God, you found your guy. This is incredible. And it is incredible. It's life-changing. But life-changing in sometimes the most hard, like the hardest parts of my life. Mm. Totally. I did a lot of personal development before I met him. Mm. I got to, I cracked myself wide Mm. open and I got to a place where I deeply knew who I was and Mm. I had a lot of respect and understanding for who I was and what I wanted Mm. in my life. Mm. And he had did the same, had done the same, like he'd done a lot of personal development. So when we came together, we'd done a lot of healing. Mm -hmm. And of course, there's still more to go. Mm. Like we're not enlightened. We haven't levitated out of this (laughs) This body This is the thing everyone expects after you Uh, get through this massive big time, you're like, oh, cool. So I've got a good 10 years to go until the next thing hits. No. No. But it's like everything in life. You There's like this, not striving, but there that would be really nice one day to meet someone. It would be, you know, when I have this amount of money or when I have this job, there's this, I don't know, sometimes thinking that, okay, well, I'll be happy or I'll be mm. content then. But it, you never really are 
in a in a full-on complete way right well the thing is I think we've got to let go of striving for perfection and perfect and I had this belief that once I met my soulmate or my my one or whatever you want to label it that it was all going to be rainbows and butterflies and unicorns no way like you are each other's biggest mirror and yes Mm. my husband Mm. is my soulmate but he also reflects back to me all of the areas that I'm not showing up, if I'm not showing up, like we are each other's biggest school of Mm. growth. And that's Mm. what we're here for. Like we're here on earth to grow and evolve and to be of service to other people. And we're not here to just get to this place of perfection and then go, cool, I'm sweet. I don't need to work on myself. I don't need to do anything. Our relationships are opportunities for growth and they are our biggest spiritual assignments. Something that I'm really interested in, and I've just thought of it as you were talking, in the place that I'm at right now currently in my life, I was in a really long um, relationship for about eight and a half years, broke down about six months ago. And I kind of struggle to, I struggle to know whether, and I know there's not a crystal ball or one answer, yes or no, for that is a blanket rule for everybody. But what are your thoughts on that self-discovery, really sitting in your own truth, finding out who you are, doing your own work? Do you think that needs to be a real journey in solitude where you are, you know, single or, or on your own? Or do you think that those lessons can be found in, other relationships as you kind of hop in and out of them because that's where I'm at currently where I'm like Christy you need to be single you've had all this time it's time to be on your own you need to sit and be comfortable in yourself being alone I think both I think you can do both and each person is different like and only you know like I think you can do both if you can. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't. Yeah, see, and I couldn't. Right. I needed yeah, okay. I okay. needed time on my own. I know couples that have Me grown too. together. So they've both individually done their own work mm. and then they've also done the work together as a couple. But when you're on your own, like for me, before I met Nick, I spent like a really strong six months just diving mm. deep into my myself, mm. my own personal development. Like I did a lot of energetic healing. I did a lot of peeling back the layers, letting go of old stories. I did a lot of that stuff. Um, and I needed that time on my own. But then I do have friends and clients um, that have been able to grow and evolve together. Mm. And there's got to be, um, I think as well, you want to be with someone who you can grow with. Yeah. Mm. I know a lot of people that they want to grow and the partner is just happy sitting on the couch, drinking beer and watching the Well, footy. that's been my life for the last almost decade. Wow. So I feel in this place now and I've started seeing somebody that I really like, mm. but then I've got this voice in the back of my head that's like, no, there needs to be this certain amount of time where you're no. comfortable on your own. You need to learn that. You need yeah. that lesson. Mm. So I kind of go I find myself going back and forth but I think there must be something I think and I I think there must be something you're not getting that voice for no reason like obviously there is a voice that's not not positive but at the same time it might just mean you're not ready for one way or the other you know Mm. that's possible too like I think we need to box I think we are constantly trying to box everything so Mm. it's like I either need to be single or I need to be committed 
But I think a lot of us, including myself currently where I'm at in my life, I feel particularly career-wise very in the middle of things. So it's very uncomfortable. So that's why I think also you might be thinking, which way is it? Can I learn this way? Can I learn that Mm. way? And the reason you're probably resisting is because there isn't a way right now. Mm. Right? And when you feel uncomfortable, that's a good thing because growth is on the other side. Mm. Discomfort means there's growth. So I always like when I'm feeling uncomfortable and stretched, I remind myself that there's growth on the other side. Mm. That's, a, that's a good thing. Hey and guys, we have to just take a quick break uh, to hear from our sponsors and then we'll come back. Yeah? yeah. We live for Saturdays. You get to sleep in and you get to stay up. Daydreaming, adventure seeking, all play, no work. Yeah. And we believe that your skin should feel just as good as you do when you wake up refreshed. Happy healthy and bright developed to reveal your clearest dewiest complexion saturday skin is basically a weekend in a bottle yeah you can make everyday saturday with saturday skin you can uh, check it out it's available at maya or www.saturdayskin.net the promo code tg can be used for a 10 percent discount that's 10 percent on us just use the tg promo code when you buy saturday skin and we're back we always forget that. Bit. I know. And We're I not used so, to having sponsors. Did you see the look on my face when I remembered? I was like, Yeah, you're so proud. <laughs> on to learning from relationships. Um, in your book, you talk about understanding polarity. And then, I guess, the two polarities that join into a relationship. Can yeah. you run, out, run us through that? Yeah. So, polarity exists in everything in nature and in our relationships you know the polarity of the yin and the yang the masculine the feminine the support and the challenge and we have to understand that polarity is always going to be there so it's all it is is in everything and we have i think because we want or we have this idea this fairy tale idea that it's all rainbows and butterflies, mm. but with rainbows and butterflies comes challenge. Where there is challenge, there is support. Where there is support, there is challenge. Where there is masculine, there is feminine. Where there's feminine, there's masculine. Mm-hmm. You know, so understanding that both of them are all there. And let's talk about the polarity, um, like the masculine and the feminine. Can we talk about that in yourself first? Yes, mm. absolutely. Mm. That is, it's always been a very big struggle for me. I, for a very long time, lived in my masculine. Mm. And, and it ignored, burned you out. Oh, yeah, exactly. Mm. Ignore my feminine. And now I find myself really trying to find that balance. But it's tricky because in a lot of ways, we've been taught that that other side is the weaker side, you know. Mm. And it's interesting, even looking at my my uh, parents as role models, you're looked upon as the father who went and worked, even though my mum worked, mm. um, is the stronger figure. It's not the case. But it is an interesting place that you find yourself. And one day I woke up and went, I am ignoring an entire part of myself. Totally. So we all have masculine energy and we all have feminine energy. Neither are better, neither are more mm. right or more wrong. Mm. We all have both of them. Mm. And then you have them in Guys your, and girls. Guys too. and yeah. girls. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, is, so it exists within us. <laughs> And then it also exists within our relationships mm. and especially our romantic so you relationships. Mean, so you mean it exists in – so say you've got – because I kind of have felt this with Ben and I. You've got that in each other individually, but mm. then your relationship is like another spirit essentially. Exactly. So then 
you have that joint in the relationship. Yes. Which might be different to what I you are. Because I felt that in as... this relationship, but I couldn't define. You kept calling it a def- bubble yeah. to me. I, I kept calling. And at first I didn't it. Get was it was like another child or like a treasure and I couldn't figure it out. But that is its own. It essentially takes its own spirit. Exactly. I like the word of. Right. Okay. And then that has its own yin and yang. Exactly. And is that that idea or that balance would be different for every well, it's person, hard to work different out. for every couple. When you, so you've got four, you've got two and two, so you've got four now and then you're trying to figure out how that mm. works as a one together. Yeah, exactly. And I think we, what we've got to remember is that we've got to make sure our masculine and feminine is balanced within ourselves. Before, before. Before. Yeah, right, right. So you've got to make sure, right, okay, am I too much in my masculine energy? Am I too masculine strong go 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 adrenally cortisoly mm. am i too much in my masculine okay if i'm too much in my masculine and this is where awareness is key what do i have to do to come back more into balance because our body is always seeking homeostasis mm. the yin and the yang the masculine the feminine always wants balance same with the universe same with mother nature same with our relationships that polarity is always seeking balance do you find with humans that it's that you more fight or have to discover or find the feminine energy because of the way life society the world's been set up definitely we have been in a very very masculine Mm. i mean just look around like Mm. look at the war (laughs) and look at you know that that is from a more masculine energy that doesn't mean men i'm not talking about men i'm talking about masculine energy and so because that obviously can come from women too exactly absolutely um and so then even if we're too much in our feminine, if we're down the other end of the seesaw and we're too much in our feminine, we're going to need to do what we, we're going to have to work out what we need to do and it's individual for everyone to come back into the middle, to come back into the balance. Think of it like a seesaw. You you know, you don't want to be so dramatic where you're going from one to the other and that polarity is so uh, strong. You want it to just be more of like a dance. So I know personally for me, when I'm too much in my masculine and I know what I need to do to rebalance. And I know when I'm too much in my feminine. What do you do? Yeah, can you break that down? So how I do that, and this is what works for me and everyone's different and I talk about this in the book and you do really need to work out what is good for you. But things like diving in the ocean, Mm. uh, cooking, um, yin yoga. I was just thinking Mm -hmm. that. Meditation getting a massage, getting a facial, having a bath with Epsom salts and essential oils, um, even... It's very simple things. It's, and they're all free. Yeah. You know, you can do these. Getting into nature is very feminine, soft energy. So like walking on the grass, um, going for hikes. Something else that I love doing, like as soon as I finish work, like say I finish work at 5.30 or 6 o'clock, either going and diving in the ocean if it's the middle of winter, having a shower and then rubbing coconut oil and essential oils all over my body and getting out of my active wear and putting on a dress. Mm. And then I step into soft, feminine, stepmom, I'm a stepmom, wife mode. I mm. cook dinner, my pace slows down. I'm not so much like go, 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 do, 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 achieve, achieve, achieve. And so having that pattern break, as Tony Robbins calls them, Having that pattern break where I can switch from masculine energy into feminine energy, having that clear pattern helps me transition. And this is what I do every day. So it'll be an ocean swim. It'll be a yoga class. It'll be meditation, a shower, even just splashing my face, 
walking around the block barefoot, just something that helps me soften and come back into balance with my feminine and masculine energy. I think that's such a cool thing to be able to hear practically because I know there'd be so many people maybe listening going, I want to do that or I want to get more into my masculine or more into my femme energy. How do I do that? So it's cool to hear. And that's not to say that all those things work for everybody. That's what works for you. Totally. But I think it's nice to have that broken down practically. Well, I think it's simple and I think a lot of the time – we well I know that I do a lot of those things but it is interesting when you you mark it as a breaker mm. I think yeah. it's what you're psycho- thinking about 100 percent. so when we would get home from the radio show and I first met Ben the first six months you were very very easily in your feminine energy because mm. it, when it when it works it works so yeah. he allowed me as well I think I hadn't met any man sometimes strong enough to make me feel soft like it was a balance and also I was ready to be vulnerable so the timing mm. was yeah. was amazing and it was com- I completely I don't know just it just it brought it out of me I knew it needed to happen and at the time the time was in was uncanny but that's because he was probably in his masculine that's right. which yeah. allowed you to step more into your feminine yeah and and so then when we started living together it changes the dynamic and I would come home from work and already I could feel myself heightened. Mm. So I, so I said to him, you know, give me a hand. I'm going to need a hand with this. Just, I'm going to maybe, I know that we're still so new and Mm. I just, I'm jumping to see you after a 12 hour day, but I'm going to need to just take 10 before Mm. I really sit down and and nestle in otherwise I'm just going to be that bit heightened so he met me in the middle where remember I used to every single night candles were all lit in the hallway there would be incense and music on he would turn the tv off (laughs) for the time I walked in the door and I could go in and meditate and go hi babe meditate come back and the whole house was zen it was like and it was a routine it was a, yeah. it was a, it was our own little uh, ritual. It was our, own, and it so works. Mm. It works, but it is different because now you know. Then your routines change and life change, and it's and it is. So you can do all of that stuff, but I do think there's a really good point to say that it was a, it was a conscious marker. Yeah, mm. you know, it was a decision by the both of us, but it was a decision by myself because you can do yin. But then you might do it in the morning when, you know, it just, yeah. it's interesting the timing mm. or when you know you need to place it in, I think is sometimes easy for me to fall back. And as you it. said, maybe potentially not so much the act of what you're doing, but where you're adding your headspace or your energy as you're doing it. Totally. Like it could be putting your socks on and off. I'm not, you know, mm. that's random, but maybe. Yeah. If that works for you. Like if, if you bloody feel feminine by it. putting frilly socks on, then <laughs> go for it, That'll girl. That'll be me. That'll yeah. be me. Um, I want to talk to you about once you do get in a relationship and you've done the work on yourself, how you have found, well, what challenges and what great things you found about keeping yourself. Mm, it's so and not losing it. Mm. Oh, it's so important. And it's very easy to lose yourself in, in a relationship. Well, early, well, early do you days feel like me, you have? I Stace? think because I found myself really being challenged to, to, to really dive into the most ultimate incredible relationship of my life I have found sometimes that because that vulnerability is so raw still right now I find it hard to be vulnerable in other relationships Mm. so I've I've caught it and I'm aware of it but I certainly started to see how very quickly you can start to 
put your eggs, not in one basket, but then you're already, you're very invested here. Mm. And then, because I'm always a friend's girl. There's never a time where my friends will drop off. Mm. But what relationships are you Mm. having with those Mm. friends? For five years, my friends are my mega incredible Mm. relationship. Mm. They are my family and my, my soul, like my soul strengtheners, my soul, my lessons, you know. And then you get a romantic relationship and a lot of that comes from there. So, you know, you don't oh, you stop about talking this. to them, but what kind of relationships are you having, you know? Mm. I, I think I, in the past, have lost myself in relationships and I made a really conscious decision with this one that oh, I didn't too. want to. Yeah. And so I invest a lot of time into my friends and family mm. and it's a goal of mine. It's something that I really want to love and nurture and give a lot of time and energy to my friends and family. Do you do that on your own or as a couple? Like how how do you how do you actually put that into action? Um, more on my own. So I, yeah. I have my girlfriends and I mm. do I prefer one on one catch ups mm. with my girlfriends because I love going deep. Mm. I love deep, deep love and rocking relationships. <laughs> well, just if you haven't told yep. t- haven't um, noticed. I so I prefer these deep really one-on-one soulful connection connections mm. and catch-ups with my friends where I can really you know help them and support them and catch up and talk um but then of course we do things as couples yeah. as well we tend to have couples over for dinner and again we'll only ever have one couple at a time because I I I feel like if I'm in a group setting I can't give what I really want to give to five different couples. Mm. Like I just want to really get to chat Mm. to Mm. you and your partner. Mm. Like I don't want to, I just can't go deep Mm. and Mm. and I want deep. So um, I think it's very important when you get in a relationship that you still have your girlfriend time Mm. or you still have your bromance time. It's very, very important. Have you had to fight yourself to get that time sometimes? You know, when you're falling for someone and literally all you want to do is spend all of your time with them. So sometimes you don't, although you know that deep down somewhere you you obviously want to go and catch up and have that connection with your friends, but then sometimes you got to fight to go and make yourself do that because you know after you see them you'll feel amazing, but at the time you're like, oh, I'd really just like to stay in bed with you here. I th- and it's phases too. Like, yeah, mm. w- but I think soak up that time when you, when you first get with someone. It's like, I mean, and it's I'm I've been married now for four and a half years, and it's it's still beautiful. But that first initial <laughs> stage is very different. Like you, we joke that we gave each other chronic fatigue because we were just having sex so <laughs> much, yes, girl, yeah. Like we we were like till five in the morning. Like we would just so wow in love and obsessed with each other that we were like yeah we're still recovering from our chronic fatigue when we first got together yeah it's full on you forget to sleep you, you don't want it and we would just stay up talking yeah mm. we would talk until 5 30 in the yeah. freaking morning and then he's like oh i better go to work and i was like <laughs> okay but i think if that's your truth in that time then soak it up but yeah you know it's a phase mm. and Soak it up while it's there because it's so beautiful mm-hmm. and it's so I fun. I was so unapologetic about you it. You were. Yeah. You were like, I'm going to be in this bubble, catch ya. Yeah. You really See were. Ya. Well, I was single for a long time and yeah. I was really happy kind of waiting for him. So when he came, I'm mm. like, 
And he said, I've he, waited. Like, this he was is the same great. too. I've been, right? yeah, we yeah. were both like, bye, everyone. <laughs> yeah. See you in six months. <laughs> yeah. We dragged out to a little bit longer, but then you could slowly but surely. I felt that energy change in you guys too, even. I, I think reckon. you just, I think you, you start to live together. Yeah. And, I, and you mm-hmm. find you know, your groove. Yeah. 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 But it still feels, I'll still have those. Yeah. It's still pretty, it's still early days. Yeah. For us, I think. A few last questions on relationships from the book Open Wide. It, well, you speak a lot about juicy relationships and I suppose the different ways to open up within yourself first and then with your partner. What, what is your, your biggest advice or the things that you go back to when you're, when it's hard, how do you guys navigate those times? Mm. Well, yeah, because you're absolutely right. There's always support and challenge. Mm. So there's always going to be things, right? And I have a mantra that I say to myself in those really challenging times. Those real those times where you just think, what the F? Mm. Why me? Why is this happening to me again? Mm. Or, you know, those times they're just like, what? Really? Am I here again? I remind myself of this mantra, this too shall pass. And I literally say that to myself over and over again. And if it's like a period, I'll write it on a post-it note like you guys have post-it <laughs> notes everywhere. I'd write it on a post-it note and I will stick it on my laptop. You know, I decided I've never been a tattoo person, but when I was in Sri Lanka, I decided and I've written a um, in my journal in a circle, this too shall pass. And I thought if I ever get a tattoo, it will be that. I wow. wish I had my journal to show That's you. Weird. That's really weird. Because in the last couple of you, uh, last couple of months, I've really gone back to that a lot. Yeah. But I thought if I ever, and I even said it, I've even said it to my housemate the other day. I'm like, if I ever get a tattoo, it will be this. And I know part some people would read it and be like, that's a bit morbid because it's the impermanence of things, right? Even the good shit's going to pass too. Totally. So make mm-hmm. the most of it. The bad stuff will pass too and then the good. So And I liked it in the circle. So I kind of have goosebumps hearing you say This might sound weird or a bit sick, but like <laughs> I almost like am excited by the challenging times now because I know that there's growth. Like the It's other- so interesting you say that. Sorry to cut you off, but I was talking to a girlfriend today and I feel like I'm right in the midst of a real challenging time and I haven't felt this kind of challenge personally, deeply, in probably five years. It's been, yeah, it's, things, things are very unclear. Whereas I think when I have had challenges in the past, you kind of see where they're coming and you navigate them and you have that self-awareness because mm. I have always worked very hard on myself. This one I've really gone, wow, <laughs> I don't know, I can't see anything. Mm. And that's obviously the challenge is not having the answers. We've you know established that. But mm. it was interesting because then I went back to the time the last few years and we were talking about it and, and my friend Sarah who I was speaking to brought it up and she goes, but remember when you said to me in the middle of last year and you'd achieved everything you'd set out to, it was amazing, that you were pretty bored? Mm. <laughs> Do you remember saying that to her? <laughs> well, Do I you? did when she reminded me yeah. and then it all kind of came back to me and I, then I was angry at myself like, you've attracted this <laughs> and then I was like, but this is who you are, you know, mm. a person that lives to grow, exactly. you know, and is a searcher, as she said. She said, you are a searcher. You were a soul searcher. So without that growth, you're stagnant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's always growth in those times. You just have to remind yourself. Look at those challenges and go, this too shall pass and there's growth on the other side. 
Just look at my tattoo when I get it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I won't be getting a tattoo because I'm currently getting one taken off. So Are you? Yeah. Ouch. I mean, it's a slightly less inspirational tattoo. Yeah. What is At it? The a time duck it was. or something? It was quite representative. A dolphin? It's close. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Hit the nail on the head there. <laughs> 16 years of age. Proudest moment of my life. Drunk? Not drunk. Oh. Uh, but I did faint. Did you? <laughs> such a fragile, like, such a fragile little girl trying to be such a, little a big puppet. adult. Trying yeah. to be cool. Uh, and an adult. Yeah. You know, just... There's videos of the whole removal. Well, let's put that, let's put those links in the show notes, shall we? Oh Why not? People gosh. can watch them back. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Okay, well, oh, so Melissa, good. it's been so divine having you. So do I actually uh, can't stop looking at you because I feel like there's just so much to get from you. <laughs> there really um, is. I really appreciate it. We love the book. If you want to follow Melissa on her socials, Melissa Ambrosini uh, on Facebook and Instagram is where you can find her. And of course, her best-selling book, Open Wide and Mastering Your Mean Girl, is available for purchase at melissaambrosini.com. Oh, it has been so real. If you want to subscribe so you don't miss an episode, make sure you do that on iTunes. You can also catch any episodes right throughout the week that drop on Spotify or stream at thethinkergirls.com.au. Tomorrow's Posse podcast, we talk about how hard it is when potentially you and a friend have been single for some time and somebody meets somebody and there are feelings of jealousy that you don't want to admit to. Yeah, we're going to cover that tomorrow on the show. So if you've experienced it, it's a pretty full-on thing, I think, to open up about. So it's quite amazing. Um, I have experienced that myself. Even. Well, it's interesting because a lot of you have asked <laughs> about our personal situation as well. So we will uh, dive into that and Melissa uh, will stick around and give her thoughts on it also. That's tomorrow. We'll chat to you then. Ciao. Christy and I are regulars on Sunrise. Yeah, girl, it's the best. And we bring you guys along with us, our posse, every single week just by joining our Insta story. Yes, from the taxi ride there to the makeup chair and selfies with other amazing, talented Sunrise guests, we share it all. Yeah, make sure you head to the Thinker Girls on Insta and check out the updates every single Tuesday and Wednesday. We'll catch you there. This podcast is brought to you by Frank Strong, craft brewed alcoholic lemonade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.